mall events i started with those you know school college mall events society events birthday parties weddings anniversaries mm-hmm. so you name it where there is a stage and there is a need of a speaker or a uh, you know mc or an anchor i was there so i've done all <laughs> till then okay yeah yeah and also coincidentally we we have also met there we have also met at one of those events yeah hosted by yeah. rishi nanda the mythologist who is yes. as right now absolutely like uh, his book launch is where we guys met and so i mean that's also a different yeah. kind of an event that i hosted again because it was for a friend but otherwise also i've done events with crosswords and other uh, publications and bookstores who do, who do these book launches as well they need somebody to book introduce launches. and thread the whole event together so like i said if there is a stage there is a mic mm-hmm. and there is a need of somebody to thread the whole uh, event together i have been there yeah right wow. okay. so what what do you think is the basic or is the basic need for a host why do you need a host why do you need an anchor just like you said you need someone to set the event yeah so is it is it why it is needed to set the event um yeah and also i think uh, the proficiency of a of an anchor is to say the most complex of things or set the context to the most complex topics in the most simplest form right like that is i think uh, what i understand as the basic job profile of mine if there is an emotion or if there is a topic that needs to be introduced or to be you know put out to our audiences because now in the audience the demographics the educational background gender etc is diverse we don't know right like if if a technical person is going to come and talk about a very technical topic uh, they may not be able to understand right. it but if an anchor comes and sets the context to it and says it in the most simplest form for them to understand it first then what follows that follows it becomes easier to absorb and consume the content that comes in uh go same with uh, you know any event uh, which has an emotional connect to be built so somebody who first creates that connect sets the context for it sets the basically it's like somebody who's doing all the homework for you setting the ground for you and so that you can go ahead and deliver what you uh, want to deliver so i think the basic job of an anchor is to be able to simplify any message and be able to connect with the audience yeah so now you know uh, how important it the job of a host is so not not just like welcoming everyone it's also about the setting up the context absolutely i yeah, mean please welcoming please. uh is just a part of it where you know because uh yeah. who's gonna follow me so you know like yash introduced me so i had to come next to come and talk so you know he introduced me but mm-hmm. uh if you have to say that this is the only job of an anchor then it is not because it also needs to thread yeah. the whole concept together like you know uh what yash is saying i have to be able to you know complement it and add a context to what he said to also what who's going to come next and talk about what right so all of those things need to be linked together yeah right 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 so were there any challenges when you when you first began with or did you think that it it was it just came naturally to you or like you had to practice it um so again like i'm not a trained anchor there there is no actual training as such from any institute that you can go through uh now in fact there are some courses uh, by professional uh, established and accomplished anchors who are trying to now create a module where you know aspiring anchors can go and learn which i also plan on doing sometime uh, in future 
so now there are these uh, okay. you know courses available or at least workshops or some kind of master class that is available but when we began like about 10 years back there was nothing as such there was no training program that you could go to so what we started off as uh, was just by our raw talent and the raw understanding of what should be done during an event uh, because i did this in school and colleges as well during my uh, formative years so it came a little easier to me because i had done a lot of stage work whether it was you know to speak on stage whether it was to dance uh, theater lot of stage activities i had done so uh, being on stage came naturally to me um at the same time uh, as i moved forward obviously i then started you know honing my skills more on uh, you know finer aspects of anchoring whether it is voice modulation whether it is the tonality of it or uh, even just the presentation of yourself how you have to be on stage all of those aspects of anchoring you know you learn on the job you learn through experience and that's how yeah the journey has been right right okay so what are the challenges uh, one faces oh, yeah. while while any event yeah so challenges one faces is uh, sometimes uh, could be in uh, two ways one is that you are not prepared so you will face that uh, you know challenge of being nervous or right. being underconfident or um, you know just basically uh, feeling anxious on what would you do on stage because of not preparing well for it second could be that you are not given enough information right so when i go for an okay. event i make sure that i take enough information from my client or an agency on what is the event about what are we talking about what is the message we want to deliver so these are some of the challenges that start mm-hmm. off with uh, secondly then you know nowadays there are all kinds of challenges like you know either suddenly there could be rains suddenly there could be some natural things that are happening mm-hmm. like we are seeing covid happening right yeah. now so you know challenges yeah, yeah. can be of any form but i think being prepared for uh, for the best or the worst should be the motto for anybody who wants to start out so before this pandemic happened before yeah. the pandemic happened uh what did your work and what did the workflow look like like uh you know when how were you acquiring new clients how were you getting meeting new people and from there you know how was this converting into a gig and what were the things that you know goes pre gig so to speak like a, what is a pre production in our videography world right you know and then what goes on the gig like when you're on the stage and is there something like post gig for you guys like when's the gig is over do you just go home and it's over or is there something more that goes into it um so let me talk about what used to happen before covid uh so the workflow yeah. before covid was um how i would acquire clients is mainly through references referrals and word of mouth because i've been around for a long time now so uh, my business came through okay. that and also i i wouldn't um take back from that i also pitched to newer agencies and newer clients um you know sending out my profile my show reel to them and uh, you know just uh, keeping a check on whether you know they have something coming up where i fit in as an anchor uh, as what qualities i bring to the table if that event that is coming up suits that uh, so that's how i would get clients and uh, the flow would be the agency would inquire uh, about a date about a particular event talk to us about it give us a small brief um, check with us whether we are available on the date and if uh, you know the event that is happening if we are comfortable doing that kind of an event because every mc also has 
uh, unique style uh, of anchoring and uh, you know a preference on whether okay. they want to do only social events or corporate events or vice versa or there are some anchors who do only government affiliated events so uh, whereas right now mm-hmm. i am at a place where i do all kinds of events possibly in future i would also narrow my uh, you know genre down to one or two things that i would want to take up but right now i do all varied kind of events so uh, i think checking on that uh, dates and etc then checking on budgets so the budget that they have the budget that i charge if that matches and then we have a meeting with a client uh, to you know get a proper briefing and etc and then sit and do the whole flow of the event uh, you know what the event flow should be like the agenda should begin with what uh, generally it's uh, decided between the client and the agency uh, but as experience grows uh, they also take inputs from the artist as well whether uh, because of again experience that you know you've done certain kind of events so do you think that this works or do you want to like shuffle it a little bit or do any changes over there so that flow and scripting okay. is done and uh, that's the pre gig prepare, preparation that uh, client agency and the artist does together and uh, during the gig i think uh, is the general tech checks you know you do your mic checks you do the light and sound check uh, you see your cue cards in place you see that everybody involved uh, who's going to be coming on stage everybody knows their cues everybody's aware what they're going to be doing so just a dry run rehearsal uh, that we do and uh, post gig okay. is mainly to uh, you know just get a quick feedback on that what was expected of the event was it delivered uh, you know and to what extent were they happy with the gig that was there and uh, and i generally take the feedback mm-hmm. also on that could i have done something better you know some interactions uh, okay. you know so just a small mm-hmm. feedback that we uh, take on what has changed in the post covid uh, or rather during the covid is also that uh, post the event is done we also do like a quick uh, interaction and feedback with the uh, audience as well which generally we don't do on a live event live event make bar event khatam ho gayi party shuru ho gayi to sab khush ho ke ghar ja rahe hain we are not checking with the audiences then but agencies agencies do check and clients do check they have like a post event engagement also but as an artist i wouldn't but now in this uh, time that i also check with the audiences that how did they enjoy did they like what we were doing how was the interaction did they feel very engaged during the show so that's something that we do mm-hmm. okay okay so when this all was going and suddenly this covid 19 appeared happened when the whole of coronavirus situation happened so what was your first reaction yeah to put it quite blatantly i think uh, i thought we are screwed like how are we going to you know because our job requires people to gather together and that was the basic right. uh, you know context to covid that now you can't come together like even two people four people coming together was a big no and our job required uh, like hundreds of people wow. coming together so we thought we are screwed now that how are, we couldn't see foresee any uh, future uh, in at least in the next couple of months on what we could do around this and uh, like every citizen of the world we also i mean i've also tried to just survive it uh, you know it began with the feeling of fear then insecurity grew and i mean we were confused flummox to say the least and there was financial hit that came with it was huge because there was absolutely no income that was possible for the next 3 to 4 months straight there was nobody who was going to give us work for that much time 
uh, and hiring artist was the last thought on you know the agency or the client's mind because they were also trying to figure a way out to you know balance their pnls while all the industries are shut so getting an artist on board was like the lowest or the most least prior- prioritized thought in their heads having said that but uh, you know the passion the resilience of any artist including mine was to maintain my own sanity and the sanity of people that are connected to me and that remained unfettered and uh, i think that gave birth to this new whole new space for me to share information and entertain people online so i mean there were a lot of new concepts and live shows digital content that started being created which i also started creating on digital space and uh, i think covid-19 has affected like all our lives the way we used to live but i think the basic human need doesn't change where we still want to stay connected we still want to celebrate we still want to be creative you know no matter what so um i think the covid-19 when it uh, hit us all it started with the basic of uh, how are we going to you know like look past this what are we going to do at the same time uh, it also created a space for creative freedom where we thought you know okay now i can't go on stage i can't meet these many people how can i still create an impact and that gave a lot of creative freedom to each one of us where i started a lot of digital shows where which gave me a lot of happiness as well like staying at home there were so many things that i could do there was so much time at hand that i had and i collaborated with a lot of my co-artists and uh, co-anchors i i am collaborating with my sister on a cooking show i started also a show on art and sustainability where i'm getting people who are creating or making a difference in the world through their brands organizations ngos or just through their art so there was a lot of uh, newness freshness in in the creative space that i at least uh, discovered during this time yeah, yeah. and i think you are doing a great job with insta lives that you you started i think i think you started it in lockdown 1.0 i guess oh yes yeah, yes at the very in beginning the very in fact when um, yeah when when uh, our prime minister announced the 21 day lockdown uh, that was the day i began my conversation with khyati uh, where i started mm-hmm. getting my peers from the industry to come and just uh, talk about their journey and their learnings out of it so like i said i think it gave a uh, it, yeah. it created a good space for information and knowledge sharing where you know all the aspiring anchors could come and you know listen to people who have a bit of more experience who are a little mm-hmm. more established or who've been around for a while you know to just give some uh, tips and tricks on what it requires to be a good anchor or what are the qualities or skills that you should develop or you should hone if you want to get into this space and it's amazing in that first lockdown i think uh, i've done like 3 seasons with 9 episodes each and getting like people who are at my same level to somebody who's uh, you know much more accomplished and does like varied kind of work from voice overs to radio to television to etc you know all those so it was it's been a great journey so far like honestly and uh, the response was great i had never done anything on insta live before that was the again like a debut on podcast here that was my debut on insta live i had never ever done insta live and so i was learning also a lot of different aspects of how to you know uh, connect with people digitally and on social media platforms otherwise it was a, a one way communication you know i would post something people would 
like comment etc but there was no response that i would immediately receive so uh, this was a great right. learning experience right. yeah. yeah so how what do you feel about the situation right now uh, like are you happy with the income that's coming in and the and the way that everything is operating right um now in your industry i i wouldn't say i'm happy with the income but um from what fears that set in during the lockdown uh, at the beginning of the lockdown at least that fears have mm-hmm. started uh, you know fading away where i can see that there is still a lot of scope and still um, a great deal of demand for people uh, like me who have the skill of connecting and talking to people and threading the whole uh, uh, event together so now digital events have become the new mm-hmm. thing and uh, i wouldn't say it pays extremely well or as well as my physical events used to but it still pays and that's a that's a good plus point right now where we thought that we are not right. going to get work until uh, you know physical events would begin but we are still now getting some events uh, which are virtual events digital webinars uh, which are paying lesser than what it used to pay us before but it's still paying us so that's mm-hmm. a still a great plus point for us uh, if there was a zero income at the beginning now at least there is a positive income that is happening so i think uh, there is a great future for this and uh, what i see foresee at least for the future is that there's going to be a good mix of digital events and physical events moving forward you know where you don't require people to come together which can happen digitally i think people will start opting for those kind of events and where that you know creating and getting that energy together of people is required only then the physical events will happen like weddings and etc will not go on uh, on digital for too long until we are safe True. but uh, right. but right. corporate events and uh, webinars or summits that are happening that can definitely happen uh, digitally because you know you can get a speaker who is uh, from probably you know uh, london or somewhere else sitting in california can still come and be a speaker at your summit which wouldn't have been possible to fly each mm-hmm. one down every time if you wanted to so i think that uh, opens up a great new avenue for uh, you know event managers clients as well that now you can do like a mix of two and that's a great space to be <laughs> so you are trying to say that this this situation has changed your industry for good and i think for forever um see i, I would uh, not uh, want to say that it's happened only uh, for good because there are a lot of people who've lost <laughs> jobs and uh, whose yeah. skill sets are not being used uh, for for digital. digital events like you know right from the sound guys to the technical guys to the production people you know uh, sound technicians light technicians so there are so many of them who've lost jobs or who've lost work during these times yeah um so it's mm-hmm. sad but uh, at the same time there is nothing yeah. that we could do during these times but slowly and steadily like i said now slowly slowly you know at least a small gathering of people is allowed smaller set of events are happening so i think they will also revive in the business it will take a little time but uh, they will also revive in the business and uh, yeah i think what they can also look at as uh, as a break that they could get during this time and at the same time lot of them have also upskilled themselves to be a part of the digital uh, arena you know so i think they are also trying to right. accommodate themselves and upskill and see how they can become a part of uh, the digital event scenario so yeah i mean it's it's for okay. good it's it's going to be 
it's going to be hard for a while because travel is not going to happen and events again had a lot of travel scenarios uh, involved so but i think slowly and steadily we will like come through and uh, yeah make some good events happen sooner right right so kathy as uh, you know the lockdown progressed how how did it affect you mentally <laughs> that's a very good question so um i think uh, like everybody i there was a lot of mental distress and like i've said that you know there was a lot of fear and insecurity on uh you know initially i was also thinking that maybe i should shift my career options to something else you know how long this is going to go on yeah. and uh, so there was a lot of confusion anxiety and everything but i think what helped me the most during the lockdown is to have a routine i started you know creating a routine for myself because it's easy to you know fall back on uh, just watching netflix and uh, sleeping all day and eating food and you know that's about it and then just sulk on what is going on uh, so first thing that i i think uh, helped me was i started avoiding news as much as possible i would just possibly see it once in a day for 10 minutes and just get to know what is going on and that's about it then i would just stop myself from indulging in any kind of negative news and uh, uh, yeah creating a routine mm-hmm. helped a lot and i think the like i've said the creative endeavors that i took during the lockdown helped me stay motivated and uh, be able to see a positive outlook of of this pandemic that if at all i can't earn right now is there something that is still bringing me happiness or creative satisfaction which which it did and uh, that helped my uh, mental wellness a lot i think if i had not done those things i would be sulking and you know staying in that self pity zone where i'd be like oh my god what's going to happen and uh, whether i uh, we would ever be able to get out of this and you know when everyone is going through the same problem it's easy to get into the negative pit like all my friends were also talking about the same things that we are not having jobs payments nahi clear ho rahi hai uh, when are we going to work again so it was quite a um, quite a negative zone to be in and uh, that is where i thought that you know if creatively i give myself that uh, satisfaction it would help me it did of course affect all of us financially mm-hmm. but uh, mentally it helped me you know uh, bring back that confidence and motivation uh, to towards life and towards uh, you know generally my career as well that if at all i can't go to the stage anymore is there still something that i can do with my skill sets and which i found a way to do it and that helped me a lot yeah all right and like you like you said that uh, you know routine helped you but when there is no one to yeah. supervise you like how did you keep yourself on track how did you not let yourself stop or get off track um so luckily for me i uh, i live at home like with my mom so i had my mom throughout the lockdown she's still here with me it's been we do get frustrated with each other also staying <laughs> together for this long i think after after college or school we haven't been in the same space 24/7 for this much time Bef- like i travel a lot for work mm-hmm. so uh, suddenly we were together mm-hmm. in the house for so long so we've had fights we've had all kinds of things but uh, i think having one person also out there you know whether at home or even uh, at the back of your call you know who's going to be there as a friend as a you know your partner 
even somebody you work with just to keep checking on each other that kind of helps you stay on routine like i used to really create a checklist for myself during the first uh two weeks of lockdown i had like a checklist that i wake up at this time i'm gonna like brush my teeth i'm gonna wash my face i'm gonna i, I literally wrote like the most basic things as well mm-hmm. like right from brushing my teeth to all of that that you know exercise for 10 minutes uh make this call to this person because otherwise it's so easy to get lost and you know how social media works anyway like if you get on it that you lose track of time you lose track of space you lose track of anything that you want to do in life so i used to write down these things that if i have not spoken to my friend in two days i will write down in my next checklist that tomorrow make sure to call this friend mm-hmm. you know and those things and i would just mm-hmm. and that was my self supervision as well as if my mom was there then you know food and etc will be on check because she is there but these kind of things that she would not know or she would not be able to supervise i did that self supervision also i uh, shared you know these uh, tricks with some of my friends so we would call each other and check on each other that did you complete your checklist today mm-hmm. you know how much is left are you going to you know put mm-hmm. it to the next day which also happened not to say that we all succeeded with our checklist yeah. uh, there was there were a lot of days where there were a bunch of things that we did not end up achieving by the end of the day that we thought and we would postpone it to the next day but at least there was some um, accountability you know some accountability at the same time there was something to look forward to that you had to do in the day or you wanted to do in the day or you wanted to achieve in that day you know so that kind of kept mm-hmm. kept keeps you going uh, and doesn't let you be like completely uh, you know closed down uh, and not feel like you can't do anything during this time yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah so now we are on this topic i really want to know like uh, you know how how do you stick to that checklist because i have been creating it like since forever and uh, all i can do is like manage 40 or 50% of it not and forget about 100% not even 40 or which is 40%. still a success uh-huh. rate right yeah I mean, but if it, you go to see that is still so success to be honest for me it is uh-huh. yeah for me it is a so much gratification like when you Check, when you know yeah, check, yeah. Check yeah. in your to do list like that gratification yeah. keeps me you know coming back absolutely in fact i i would not lie to you guys there are so many things that i couldn't do okay like i really couldn't just achieve mm-hmm. and which went on like from day to day day to mm-hmm. day i would like keep postponing it ke acha aaj nahi hua main kal kar dungi kal ke wale mein main wapas likh deti thi i would write that same point again and again okay. for days but the day it happened mm-hmm. you know that was like the success day for me and even if like out of 10 things that okay. i wrote if at least five to six things i could achieve mm-hmm. that is still successful for me i think it was a successful day for me rather than not having been able to achieve even one single okay. thing because i didn't write it down because i didn't think about it that's true so that's yeah so many things so for me it really bumps me out you know it really makes me sad when i can't finish my to do list so i have started setting very realistic expectations See, I'm a person who forgets. Okay. Yeah, I think that's one point that yeah, everybody yeah, should also understand <laughs> that setting realistic uh, checklist and realistic goals is very important. Like, if you write twenty things for your day and you know realistically you will not be able to yeah. do those twenty things, like you have to be realistic about your ability yeah. to achieve also. मतलब सुपर वुमन की तरह मैं पचास चीजें लिख दूँगी और फिर अचीव नहीं कर पाऊँगी. I'll only feel bad. Yeah, but I think that's how everyone starts. पहले जो भी करना है लाइफ में पूरा एक ही दिन करना है मुझे आज के आज एंड देन रियलाइजिंग एट द एंड ऑफ द डे अरे क्या एक भी काम नहीं कर पाया मैं एंड देन स्लोली स्लोली रियलाइजिंग दैट नो यू नीड टू सेट सम रियलाइजेशन ब्रेकिंग इट डाउन या 
yeah yeah for me i yeah, think so, the benefit so, yeah, is you know seen, since that i'm such a forgetful mm. person i have a habit of writing to do list for a very long time so i had that head start about mm. everyone else yeah who started writing to do list now in yeah. the lockdown yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, i second you yash like my i have a very forgetful nature like i will remember possibly things from the past a lot more than things that i want to do right now i will forget where my phone was kept so there are so many things like that you know small things that you forget and which is why i either like whatsapp to my boyfriend or i will whatsapp it to my team and i would probably write it down in my diary somewhere it has to be noted mm-hmm. so that i know ke acha ye karna hai mm-hmm. ye cheez hone wali hai like even for today thank thankfully yash message that you know one hour to go we are going to do yeah. this so you know those things that reminders you need those reminders and especially in times like these where we live that you know there's so much distraction like yeah. there's distraction from almost every so corner anywhere you see there is distraction so to remind yourself and stay on track you i think to do lists or checklists or whatever you want to call it, write a journal etc helps helps big time yeah yeah and also one more, one more thing that that has helped me is rather than just managing time i think we need to manage our distractions I, right like, oh yeah like you know yes. that when when you get on Absolutely. get on instagram just for 2 minutes it, you won't end up spending those 2 minutes yeah, nobody ever like spent 2 minutes, minutes on instagram, instagram or twitter okay let's 2 minutes on instagram yeah you can't you just can't i mean they, they no you can't they, they play with your mind in such a way it's made yeah, yeah it's, it's made for that reason oh, yeah. like you know the whole uh, i mean the whole platform is made for a reason for you to go there and you know like look at all these beautification beautiful things and distract yourself and lure you into buying things i mean the platform is made for that True. and yeah, they've yeah. done a good job True. at it let's let's not forget that True, yeah. but what we can control is how much time we spend on it so as as a trick what i did is i put a rem- i put a timer on my instagram okay. it, it actually gives you a reminder after that much time so i said when i was doing the live shows on instagram i said my live show is for an hour for promotion messaging commenting etc etc i'm going to give myself 30 minutes more of that okay. and 90 minutes is like what i want to stay on instagram for like i shouldn't spend more than that mm-hmm. having put that timer i wouldn't so yeah like i put a time for myself <laughs> which was one and a half hour and uh, every day it okay. would give me that reminder but there were days that i would still end up spending like two two and a half hours but slowly slowly you know because of that reminder it kept me in that habit of okay okay bahut zyada time maine spend kar liya let me reduce that so each day i was reducing myself and keeping myself away from it uh, and now i spend less than one and a half hour like i don't even reach that reminder time on my instagram anymore so uh, i mean it's a practice that uh, you know i think uh, works for everybody so timing yourself is very important and especially because i started doing uh, digital stuff so much that you get into the habit ke nahi main kaam ke liye kar rahi hu main kaam ke liye kar rahi hu karke main bahut zyada time spend kar rahi thi sometimes 3 to 4 to 6 hours a day on social media so which is which can you know affect you in so many different ways and so many levels that we don't even realize uh, you know at so many times that uh, mentally it's affecting you psychologically you know it's creating so many you're comparing yourself to so many people on you know achievements or sadness you know so many things that you are watching on social media that affects you uh, maybe not directly at that point you may not even realize it but later when you are on your own and thinking about your life and your uh, you know uh, path forward is when all of these stimulants will come back to you and make you feel like you know oh my god i'm not doing enough 
am i not enough so so it's really important i think especially for kids i feel really bad like i think most of us who are working adults yeah, yeah. still have something to do but students and kids teenagers are the most affected by social media and i feel saddened by the fact that how much time they spend on it and how much uh, aspirational value they have created on social media like you know looking at social media personalities or celebrities to whatever whatever it is called but you know taking aspirational value from them instead of actually taking aspirational value from people who actually achieve real things i mean not everything that people show on social media is true and that should be uh, told to everybody yeah but no i think uh, <clears throat> i think it's very true you know that uh, most of the things that you see on social media you don't even realize that they affect you you know you don't even realize till it's too late that you're comparing yourself with with things and people and the lifestyle that you're seeing on social media and yeah it's very true you know what what she said what you said is very true that not everything you see on instagram and twitter and i don't know facebook for the three really old uncles who are still on facebook and i think this delusion we only created for the next gen where we are trying to put our best put best face best everything forward on social media we are not showing yeah. our ourselves yeah. we are not even showing our real interests like we are going with the trends that are going on on instagram or any other social media platform you know if this is trending then let's talk about this you know this recent incident was about mental health so everybody's talking about mental health whether they actually yeah. actually believe yeah. in it they know mm-hmm. about it or they don't but you know it's the trending topic so which is sad, which is really sad because nobody's trying to be their authentic self and uh, and this is again a, like i said a delusion we've created for yeah. for the next gen to follow because they are only seeing the perfect image of everybody out there you know like uh, perfect makeup yeah. perfect dress perfect hair and you know uh, interests that are trending so they always feel that they are lacking behind because they are not those things yeah yeah and it and i think it is so important to educate so, uh, right from so. school to colleges to let them know that it is okay to falter it is okay to be flawed and you know mm-hmm. uh, you will also get there someday where you will become a better version of okay. yourself and it's not necessary to happen right now for you where you are in your journey it's completely fine and you should be happy about it right like smaller yes. smaller satisfactions of you know winning a contest in school or you know having like a great painting that you made or yeah. uh, that you were able to recite a poem that you couldn't in the past you know smaller mm-hmm. achievements should be celebrated true. like by true. parents by peers by everybody and that should be highlighted a lot more i feel than just you know saying mujhe ye award mila hai ya uh, you know i'm like the blogger of the day or whatever nonsense that there is true. out yeah. in the world right like so for kids i think it's uh, i don't know if there is a parental control or anything on social media platforms but uh, i i think there should be like there is for uh, you know youtube and yeah. other places there okay. should be for okay. uh, you know platforms like these also where a certain yeah. age group can only see certain kind of content i'm i i am not good at this so i don't know if there is already uh, you know but there should be if it isn't no no, no there is not there is not and I, as you said i think it's a it's a very high time that we start doing this because i think it's a, a, so people who are uh, you know spending lot more time on uh, these these social media sites i think 
it will be it will just get worse for them because they are they are addictive now they have they have like built their aspirations around it and i think once and not everyone can can you know get there there will be failures there will be there will be some failures and and it's absolutely okay okay to have that uh though yes i agree that you know social media is quite a can be quite a toxic place but uh there there shouldn't be a parental control so to speak on these places there there should rather be uh it should it's it's more of a parenting problem they should more be tackled in parenting you know when we grew up there were movies and there were tv shows and there were movies which uh and there were cartoons you know which showed uh, yeah. characters doing yeah. crazy things which are unrealistic okay but it was our parents who told us who taught us that hey you know it's because this is I agree, oh, this yeah. is because it's a certain kind of cartoon this is unrealistic and i think you know when a kid a kid knows from the inside that this is not true this is fiction or you know this is wrong and this is right and this can be done and this should be done or this shouldn't be done if a kid can take the judgment from within he or she would would uh, approach things differently rather if you you know you put like a timer or you put like a barrier like post this you can't go it's basically like a pandora's box you know god told pandora don't uh, tell your husband never to open the box but curiosity curiosity made him open mm. the box so if you put a barrier you can't go beyond this you can't see what's beyond this the kid will find a way around like come on we all found a way around to watch porn right, right. like though we were not supposed right, to right, right. that's going to happen if you you know but but again the exposure or access to these things what we had in the past to what the kids of today have is disproportionately so different yeah yeah it, it it it's now here it's in my hand like i can go on instagram right now and you know everything can follow right so like my my nephew who is just 5 year old knows how to operate youtube <laughs> and if there wasn't a parental control on that or or the policy of youtube that some content is only for kids and some content is not for kids you know if yeah. that wasn't there he yeah. would be exposed to so much more right. which at one I, point I parent can also control at some level yes but as the world is both parents are working you know there are so many things that they are also indulged in and not everybody is woke to know and understand yeah, yeah, yeah. that these are the yeah, things yeah, you yeah. need to teach your kids right yeah. which is why i come yeah. back to saying that teaching educating and getting people aware whether adults or kids is so very important because they themselves don't know how much it's affecting the kids how are they going to teach True. they True. themselves are in this world like yeah yeah they have they have never seen that kind of world right they don't know what what's going absolutely. on absolutely it's a new world for all of us for all of like us, the yeah. digital us, yeah. yeah the digital explosion that has mm-hmm. happened in the last 10 20 years mm-hmm. nobody has ever seen this before so everyone is trying to cope and engage in you know uh, kind of handle it in their best possible way so whereas yes parenting is very important on what the uh, to teach the kids on what is right and what is wrong but uh, like you know every kid an example that you also gave that by the time they reach of an age where they are ready to take those calls there should be some sort of control that can still happen on what kind of I content agree. should go ahead and be I displayed agree. to those kids at teenage level your hormones and you know your peers and everything that affects you can take you in so many different directions and if it is not uh, you know kind of uh, supervised at that point of time it can affect them in I many agree. different ways so 
yeah that but then I, I, I agree that you know what you said that a lot of parents they themselves uh, are are not diving deep enough into the problem they are not themselves understanding you know the scale of this because i have seen a I'm lot sure of i'm sure you have seen uh, people like with kids who are still on their phone exactly that's you what know? i'm saying like a lot of parents are like my son spends too much time on the phone they will snatch that phone they'll pull out their phone and then they'll start you know sending good morning on whatsapp i'm like your kid is going to watch it. your kid is watching okay your kid is watching yeah. absolutely and yeah. i mean you have to lead by example whether you're a parent you're a teacher you're a friend you know whoever wants Agreed. to uh, let somebody Agreed. know that what is the right way to do things you have to lead by example Agreed. the parents need to first start Agreed. looking into themselves and their behaviors and their digital consumption and that is what the kid is going to follow mm-hmm. if you are going to spend more time on phone the kid thinks this is normal and they will spend more time on uh, gadgets I agree. so you know it's it's a to and fro yeah, <laughs> you know on a flip yeah, side on a flip side because of the pandemic um something something that we should all keep in mind we should not go too hard on ourselves on in terms of you know how much time we spend on the phone uh see i am somebody who didn't used to use the phone a lot okay before the pandemic my daily use used to be around an hour mostly less than an hour okay like you know your iphones have this screen time thing it always used to be like 50 58 minutes uh these days it's 5 and a half hours to 6 hours a day okay and uh, you know every sunday when you wake up your iphone gives you this notification this week you use your phone so and so and yeah. i was like 6 hours what am i doing on my phone for the first two weeks i was baffled i was like awestruck yeah. like how am i spending 6 hours then i you know went on the report and i saw what apps i'm using out of 6 hours 4 and a half hours as going on phone calls because now we are working from home you're spending so much time on zoom calls on on different video calls so you know it's okay like i i went too hard on myself for the first two weeks just to realize that uh, no i'm not wasting time on instagram or any social media like majority of my time is going on calls it's okay calm down like if you yeah i mean home, that's what we all need to home. yeah realize that technology and all of this is not bad by itself it's how we you it. see yeah. it and how you it. utilize yeah. it is what makes it so right. if you are using right. a technology for your benefit and for creative or productive things mm-hmm. it's okay like obviously people who work in this field will obviously use gadgets a lot more i mean that's the job that they do True. but you sh- la- the conversation still remains that if it is not your job and you're still getting lost in the space of digital and social media then you must keep a check on it like mm-hmm. if your job requires it of course you need to be there right like you know now right. like i'm wh- while i talk about this my events happen on laptop now exactly. so i can't say i can't exactly. see the screen for more than 10 hours because i will possibly have to i have done an event which went on for 8 and a half hours straight so i was on my screen for more than 12 hours in total so and at those times yeah. i can't say that you know uh, no this is bad i can't do this you can't be hard on yourself like you said but you have to of course uh, sit and evaluate whether you are doing it for what reason you have to walk the balance yes yeah, is yeah. it being productive yeah, is yeah. it what you're doing is bringing you happiness or is it making you sad is it exactly. just drowning you in that zone exactly. where everybody is doing amazing things and i'm not doing enough you know exactly. lockdown is not a productivity exactly. test agreed 
but it is not also a, a space where you should be somebody who uh, is just whiling away their time doing absolutely nothing for their own well-being true you know true, so true, true. you must uh, evaluate and think about that yeah so kathi you told us you know you're having a lot of lot of online events these days um in fact before the call you were telling me there were some online weddings that you have uh, hosted and anchored and yeah and, you know, interesting yeah Hmm. So, um, what do you think? How is this pandemic going to change your industry in 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 a macro, in the bigger picture, like five years down the line? How would it be different than it was before the pandemic? So, like I mentioned before, I think uh, there's going to be now a good mix of the two uh, arenas that we are seeing right now. One is the world of digital events that we've discovered, which can happen, and we've. uh you know i've already done a bunch of them commercially as well <laughs> so uh, we know that this can happen so <laughs> at times when uh, when there are uh, you know formats of events that require people from different parts of the world or you know in a scenario like rainy season is right now there in yeah. monsoons are around the corner for us <laughs> right and when i have done this in the past where i have reached the venue and all attendees couldn't reach because of heavy rainfall Yeah. So in such scenario yeah. now we have an avenue which is a digital avenue where these events can happen during such times right people can still mm-hmm. attend the message still can be delivered all of this has opened up an, a new uh, rather if you have to say like there was physical events there was digital marketing now there is digital events also as a part of the whole marketing mix so uh, so yeah i think going forward from here the meetings that do not require absolute attendance of people where uh, i think will go digital mm-hmm. and uh, still where it comes to rewarding and recognizing or celebrating which needs people's energy which mm-hmm. uh, has a lot of emotion involved also which possibly cannot be uh, translated very well uh, in virtual or digital spaces even yeah. though as as an artist yeah. as a speaker i try my best to you know get that emotion also forward mm-hmm. but at some points you do need uh, i mean we are again social beings true, as humans true, true. so we do need true. the presence of other people mm-hmm. so such yeah. events will yeah. definitely still stay in the physical space but i think there will be a good balance of it now is what my uh, understanding of the industry has been so far because everybody is also rediscovering different technologies uh, that can be you know creatively used in terms of launching a product or in terms of how the virtual background and the whole space can be transformed while you are static so there are so many new True. things that can happen and uh, i think it's a great great space to be you know there's going to be newer things and uh, newer discoveries to say the mm. least in event space also what can be done yeah yeah but like you said uh, yeah do you think there will be like there's a different experience when you're together with when when you are with someone and when you are in a physical event so do you think there will be a preference over uh, that like people will prefer digital medium more more than like physical medium so i think that categorization will happen like what kind of events uh, can work best in digital again this is going to be the trial and error period for us like we are going to try a lot of new things mm-hmm. uh, like you mentioned before um, i'm going to be doing a wedding which is which i will be hosting on zoom now this is a phase where we are going to see that what kind of interaction can happen mm-hmm. how much engagement can we create can the emotion be translated 
right mm-hmm. like the wedding is going to happen with 20 people in attendance but there are going to be possibly 500 to 1000 people who will attend it on zoom okay. and i am the one who is going to thread both the ceremonies and both the uh, you know audiences together so uh, again like i said there's going to be a uh, differentiator where people will do trial and error and realize that uh, what i at least from my point of view what i have seen is that the summits or webinars or conferences i think they are working really well on digital platforms mm-hmm. because speakers like i said from around the world can come in also uh, audiences can ask questions immediately while the person is speaking while if when it was in a physical event they couldn't ask questions they yeah. had to wait till the last q and a you know and again only one or two questions could have been taken because of the time that takes you know passing the mic getting them to speak sometimes you know in your spoken language people end up speaking a lot like i am doing right now you know just to give a small example so it happens and it happens very naturally to all of us but when you have to write down a question you will possibly write it more precise and in a more concise format so the questions that audiences can ask and the engagement that it can create with the speaker is completely different from what used to happen in physical events so i feel that these kind of events work well in digital format but at the same time like i said when you when there is a burst of emotions when there is celebration or when that kind of event is there a uh, physical uh, attendance of people can't be uh, you know what do you say it can't be i don't know the word here you can't substitute for you that can't replace that, replace you can't replace that basically you can't replace yeah you can't replace the physical presence of people around who would cheer for you who would be there and you'll hug them and you'll clap and you'll do a high five and all of those energies that get passed on during such events mm-hmm. uh, like at weddings like people want to dance together in the presence of it you know somebody's doing a thumka I, somebody uh-huh. else would think acha ye to kar rahe hai main bhi kar leti hu you know so that whole thing that you can do together uh, having that celebration together i don't think that can be replaced on digital yeah, format we are just kind of adapting to it right now but i don't think that's going to go on for too long once we are safe to go out there we would want to meet people we would want to be in the presence of everybody so yeah so yeah you'll be you'll be hosting a zoom wedding soon and i'm really interested to know more about that so let's talk more about that i'm like i'm curious what's the setup like like there'll be people there'll be guests as well joining you and there'll be i guess 50 uh, they have permitted like 50 people at the venue right so um this wedding that i'm doing is going to be with uh, physical attendance of only 20 to 25 people um the setup is again in their uh, uh, society's banquet uh, so they are, they are in oberoi okay. gardens so they have like a beautiful banquet uh, in the society itself so that's where the whole uh, setup is going to be the wedding will happen there itself so uh, and they have uh, they are going to create a zoom booth for uh, the family to also come around or you know where they will place it in a way that family can see it who's there and the entire crowd that is going to join us on zoom will be able to see it live over there and i will keep coming in between uh you know like between shots basically <laughs> to come and introduce people uh you know what is going to happen next do a little interaction with everybody so uh, they have also prepared some um, dance performances in advance so which we will showcase on zoom which the family sitting there will watch and as well as the entire uh, attendance of 
uh, extended family on zoom will watch together so i'm going to be threading all of that uh, in a smooth manner hopefully so it's a new one for me as well okay. uh, for a social event to happen online uh, so yeah we're all going to be uh, experimenting and learning a lot on this while we'll do our best to make this uh, an experience that is memorable for the family that is involved so yeah that's that well it's definitely going to be memorable for the couple because very few people you know have yeah they waited far too long for uh, you know the wedding to happen and uh, now finally they've decided to take this uh, you know as part physical part digital wedding uh, and go forward with it so it's going to be nice it's going to be beautiful and uh, hopefully you know of course i mean if even if nothing else happens it's still going to be the most uh, unique wedding that people have imagined so uh, <laughs> anything else there or not it is still the most unique one so yeah agreed 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 agreed, agreed. so you know now uh, khyati uh, it's been quite some time that we have been locked inside and uh, of course we cannot sit the virus out forever so you know you know they are reopening the country gradually different things are opening up now so what do you think is the is the responsible way to reopen responsible way for me no for for people in general for for the country um, reopening yeah i think uh, people i mean economy has reopened because of course how long can it be shut and uh, you know True. there are strict guidelines on how one should move out uh but i think a lot of people have forgotten that it is still on only a necessary basis like only if it is necessary for you to get out go out and you know perform your duties and come back with all the precautions i see the a uh, lot of people out of just uh, boredom or of being in indoors for so long have just started getting out mm-hmm. for no reason and uh, which is scary which is why our cases are still increasing like it's not deteriorating yeah, at any at any point and uh, which is scary for us as a country as a citizen of this country that i don't feel safe to get out yet and until unless it's absolutely required i would not so i mean mm-hmm. it's putting yourself at risk putting your family your you know neighbors everybody you know you're around putting everyone's life at risk and it is not a small thing it's not like you know abhi mujhe ho jayega aur meri life koi khatra hai it's it's everyone's life at risk and i don't think anything should be more important than someone's life so i feel like uh, people should seriously take a note of only if it is required get out uh, un- essential workers were out till now you know they've done wonderful job of keeping us going and okay. keeping us safe so you know let's not put all their efforts also down the drain and just start frivolously getting out which is what i don't understand so i mean that's something that i think i would personally i i personally don't get out i don't let my mom get out until unless it's absolutely required to buy some groceries my work is happening from home uh, until unless there is a requirement of me getting out then i would still see how secure and safe it is for me to get out like how sanitized the place is going to be how is the process going to be i'm asking these questions now to my uh, employers if they tell me that meeting ke liye aana hai ya studio pe aake kuch karna hai so these are the questions that each one should ask and they should be scared it is still not safe so i hope people don't forget this that guys we've not found the vaccine yet 
we are not safe it's yeah, not yeah. like uh, we know an absolute truth that you know uh, <laughs> cases have started coming down nobody in our area is affected i am listening to uh, more closer to home cases uh, f- uh, now you know like it wasn't happening until 2 okay, okay. uh, 3 weeks back but now i'm listening to cases which are closer to home friends friends of friends you know people who i know people who i've seen are getting affected which is scary because it it means that it can come to us at any point so i mean people should be really really careful and uh, not to forget that stay home and stay safe is still the mantra you know social distancing is still very very much required and uh, yeah i mean i hope that they follow the rules <laughs> now we are understanding the you know importance of following the rules now more than ever before yes, right and uh, yeah. i hope that they do follow them i agree if you are going out out please do it responsibly um can't tell you you know how many times i have gone out and i've seen uh, a bunch of a bunch of people standing in a group uh, like five six people in a group and having a nice chit chat none of them is wearing a mask and i'm like oh my god yeah it's it's funny and i mean forget anybody else i've seen my friends getting out from their homes in you know borivli or andheri and drove down to kartos and come to take a stroll i stay like 5 minutes walking from kartos i haven't seen kartos <laughs> in last 4 yeah, months yeah, yeah. like you know there is there is a responsibility at hand like don't forget that you know i, I, I understand there is so much claustrophobia and so much frustration sitting at home and all of this no doubt about it everybody is going through it you're not alone like you know it's not just you going through this mm-hmm. so but still there is responsibility at your hand for your own self and for your family and friends and everybody that you get come in contact with don't be so irresponsible about it right like at least if you're privileged to stay at home get your necessary uh, you know essentials and everything and you can stay sane at home then please do that i mean there are people who can't yeah. do that which yeah. is why they are outside so i mean at, at least let them also be safe <laughs> yeah so i was saying ki uh, so what do you think the government should do next in unlocking the in unlocking the country do you think it's a it's a responsible thing to you know for people to get out like as you said for strolling or like forget getting out you know groceries there are some cases there are some cases there are some places uh, wherein you know there are cases are increasing like 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 it was not increasing like it was not the pace like a live fire yeah, i know yeah, yeah 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 do you think the lockdown there uh, you know they should have a lockdown there as well because uh, uh, like for example in a, in the place uh, in in a city where i live uh, the cases are rising like नॉट Mm-hmm. uh but uh, you know mm-hmm. if i had to probably just put out a word out there it, it would just be that you know st- we still should go ahead with only the most essential uh, you know essential services to be on like right now what is the most essential things you okay you know probably 
the second level of essentials could be reopened you know mm-hmm. whether it's your internet services mm-hmm. your telephone services mm-hmm. your electricity your etc you know the okay. most the second most essential things okay. that required but to start like all the other random shops and you know jobs i see i see people going to work at like distant offices which are selling purses mm-hmm. like it's not required who wants to buy purses right now <laughs> right okay. so i mean i hope they put like really strict guidelines on this that what can be opened and what cannot and mm-hmm. i don't see that happening and mm-hmm. i think government is also just trying to reopen the economy because where where do people get their money from now it's okay. a we are in a okay. we are in this dilemma where whether you know we want people to start earning so that they can survive and you know everything at the same time we are at the risk of losing their lives so i mean we just have to choose right now okay. i think people who can choose okay. my still uh, you know statement remains the same that people who can who have that privilege <laughs> should remain home you don't need it then why get out and put yourself at risk i agree i agree right agree i agree with you that is the weirdest thing you know it's like people who do not have a well paying job or who are not well to do i can understand you know i completely understand but people who are very well to do okay i live in sector 17 in washi which is like one of the posh if not like the poshest area in all of navi mumbai and people are outside on the streets as if there's no pandemic you know it's like often i feel like going to you know a lot of these people and telling them hey you know if you haven't heard there's like a global pandemic go uh, uh, <laughs> i know there's a lot of things happening you might have missed a global pandemic but it's still happening out there There, there's people like there's nothing. There's guys. I told you right. There's four five guys standing there without a mask, eating an ice cream, and and you know talking about, ah, you know this this thing that I don't know this certain other country is doing. Ah, it's really stupid. You know, I'm like, <laughs> get inside home and have this yeah. conversation over a video call. Okay, <laughs> please. Yeah. I mean, it's funny to say that uh, people value their lives so less. It's it's really weird to see this. I mean, it just shows that a lot of people have, you know, actually come up with the opinion that you know, how long can you stay locked up at home? You know, it's our life. Let us live it. <laughs> so, I mean, it's as much value you're giving to your life by doing these stupid things, irresponsible mm-hmm. things, and there are so many asymptomatic people out there. I mean, it's not even funny. Like. the only cases we know are the cases that are detected yeah. and there are so many people yeah. out there and our population is such that if it is not contained well we are screwed for life like we don't know how long we'll have to stay locked up yeah, yeah, yeah. for context like india's population is what 1.26 billion almost 1.3 billion people that's that's mm-hmm. billion with a b okay that's more population that's a when you consider there's only there's less than 8 billion humans on this planet and 1.3 out of them are in india that's a lot of people <laughs> i mean forget anything else mumbai as a city has a population which is larger than countries. so many countries yeah, yeah. so i mean yeah. imagine yeah. the amount of people that we have here and i mean we've heard of all these things you know black lives matter these lives matter all in the end all lives matter have you forgotten that your life matters you do play a part in the ecosystem somewhere small part but you do play a part and yeah. you are important i think people have forgotten yeah. Yeah. no but i could also you know empathize with people who are 
really bored at home really frustrated and uh, yes it it feels like being in a cage there's they a way to, to do out. it i mean i'm and not I denying okay i, I i'm not I denying okay i i yeah i'm not denying it can happen like i said you mm-hmm. can get bored i mean my mom suffers from claustrophobia oh. she has to get out and just meet my oh. neighbor you know because she stayed in the room and in the house for so long so i can understand that such things can happen mm-hmm. to you but do it responsibility yeah that's the thing you know like please i get it you are bored you can't and you're go frustrated out in bunches and start doing these stupid things <laughs> yeah. see i get it you're bored you're frustrated but you know you have been doing this for the past 3 months now almost okay and if you can do it for 3 months you can do it for one more month you know yeah. if you have done something uh for so long do it for a little you don't want to long. screw it up just now hold yeah. it together just by the nail just hold it together by your nail you know and we all by god's grace inshallah we'll all will pull through this together as a species we are all in this together guys i mean that's the least we can do to support each other is to just say that we are all in this together you know like just hold on for a little longer even if you have to have to get out do it responsibly you know be careful be be absolutely conscious of you know your actions uh, who you are talking to where you are being you know uh, don't just go out in groups and not care like i don't know if i can say this words here but you know all those people who say no fucks given that's not the attitude that's going to save us our life or our country you know from this pandemic right. so do give some fucks and right. take mm-hmm. care of yourselves yeah true okay. yeah so yeah so this question is like more from your personal point of view so uh, so what what is that one sphere that you have consciously chosen for you like i'll give you an example uh, so so for me the the fear of not being proactive so i've seen i've seen this in my family that you know people are very inactive they don't come out they don't uh, express much uh, they are not actively participating in anything and, and i i don't think that has done any good for them and so that's that's a that's the fear that i have con- consciously chosen for myself not being proactive so uh, so what is that one fear for you actually it's quite similar to yours ashish mm-hmm. uh, uh, i think what i fear the most is inactivity in my life and i think inactivity is also something that uh, uh, makes you feel low and you know moves towards the more uh, lower side of feelings where you're feeling sadder you're feeling more anxious you're feeling more uh, depressed if that can be i don't want to use that word so loosely but you know you're just having these feelings which is making you feel more lower and more down like the down syndrome that we talk about you know like where you're just feeling down for no reason at all i think inactivity does that to you so my fear is to stay inactive so whether it is with to do list whether it is my creative endeavors whether it is you know with anything that i do i want to just keep doing something it could be as simple as you know helping mom in my household chores but uh, you know like household chores if i am sweeping also at least i'm doing there is some activity that's happening that's making me feel a little bit of accomplishment you know mm-hmm. i think we all live on that we all thrive on that if we've achieved even a bit of even if it is with our daily um, regular stuff but if we've done that i think uh, we do feel a sense of achievement we do feel a sense of uh, um, also a hope that okay you know i've achieved this much today so tomorrow i can do better okay so that hope uh, okay. i think that it instills uh, the hope keeps instilling in us by 
uh, doing some kind of activity it could be anything that you like keep you know dance uh, sing whatever you want uh, do some activity that can uh, bring you some kind of happiness mm-hmm. yeah. yeah great too. okay okay so i fear inactivity to say the least mm-hmm. yeah cool 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 so um quickly before we leave um what is like this one last thing you would want to tell to any entrepreneur anyone you know starting in your uh, industry maybe in any other industry what is quickly something that you would want to tell them um i think what i would like to tell anybody who's starting out whether as a entrepreneur or as an artist or you know just anywhere that you even even in a job mm-hmm. like really think about what really interests you okay. like what you are absolutely okay. authentically interested in and not just because somebody else is doing or not just because it is in business or that industry is doing a lot more business or money is a lot more over there but as a as a person what is it that you are most interested in okay and if you follow that okay. i think what people say about find your calling and find your core truth etc is something just basic that that you know if you think that like i feel like talking is and uh, presenting is my core interest if i'm following that i'm finding newer avenues to do the same thing which is what i'm interested in and which keeps me going so find your interest and which is not uh, influenced by any other factor but by your own self Take. so i think sit with yourself Take. and think about what you want to do and what is it uh, personally that you want to achieve through it and what is it that you want to achieve through that which is for others mm-hmm. for the society for the world mm-hmm. for the country whatever it is mm-hmm. you know but look at both the aspects like i think uh, when you do something for someone else it brings you more satisfaction than just doing something True. for yourself so uh, think about both these things and uh, you know weigh the pros and cons and go ahead and i think the like i wanted to actually just quote uh, einstein here that it says the true source of knowledge is experience so until you don't do it until you don't have that experience you will never know True. so go ahead and experiment i mean there's no harm you may succeed you may fail but you will definitely find if that's your true calling mm-hmm. amazing 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 greatly appreciate it all right yeah. ashish is there anything else you want to ask her no i think i'm good kathy uh, let's take a moment to thank kathy thank you so much for doing yeah. this thank you so much for doing the podcast with us and yeah, sharing yeah, yeah. the wisdom and taking out the time from your yeah, busy yeah. schedule for uh thank you guys it was wonderful yeah, yeah, yeah. tell me i urge yeah yeah and i urge our listeners to you know note it down note everything that has that katya said that you think will help you so that you know that you are constantly in touch with with the Wisdom, oh my God, that's such a big word. Also, I really urge listeners to go on Instagram, search for Kathy Kawa, hashtag yeah. Born for Stage. And while you are at it, please follow me at Kya Satish, Ashish or Ashish Thakre, this podcast. And while you are at it, please review it on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are listening, because that helps us a lot. And with that, guys, take care. Thank you so much guys it was wonderful having this conversation with you and uh, yes to everybody listening don't forget keep uh, listening to their amazing podcast there will be much more uh, amazing conversations and knowledge being shared here so thank you so much it was wonderful being here